You're listening to Snyder & Associates podcast series, the civil engineering planning and design firm focused on thinking beyond engineering to improve the quality of life within the communities we serve. This episode's hosts are Wade Griman and Chad Schaefer from the city of Fort Dodge. Well, good morning and thank you for the opportunity to present. My name is Wade Griman. I work with Snyder & Associates as a transportation business unit leader with the firm. I've been with the firm my entire career, and with me today is Chad Schaefer, the Chief Development Officer with the City of Fort Dodge. Anytime you get into a situation where a community is struggling, and Fort Dodge has been struggling for a number of decades, or had been struggling, you really need to take an internal look at who you are and some of the issues that you're facing. Fort Dodge has been considered a rural hub for retail, for jobs, for recreation for a population base approximately 80% bigger than who they are today. Their downtown was built for a population base of about three times bigger than what they are today. If you have ever driven downtown, there's a lot of skyscrapers that were constructed in the early 1900s. They're large seven, eight story brick structures and most of those stories on the upper floors are vacant. So. They've been facing a downward trend since the 70s and 80s and 90s when they lost about 3,000 jobs in the region when Hormel closed, eventually Electrolux closed in Webster City. As a result, people started to migrate away from the town, searching for work. And so you have that downward trend and what you're left with, you still have the infrastructure that you need to maintain and take care of and you don't have necessarily the economic resources to do that. So we take a look at what it is that we need to do as a community to turn that trend around. We did some internal searching through the city's leadership and Webster County's leadership, and we were fortunate enough to be a part of that exercise with them on a number of initiatives from the planning perspective as well as the engineering side. The Des Moines River was probably identified as the greatest asset that the city has. It's a natural environment, and you can really do a lot of great things within there, but when people move away, areas that get neglected are sometimes the natural areas. We talked about the downtown struggling with a lot of the infrastructure that doesn't necessarily have the resources to take care of it. And then the East Mall, it's called the Crossroads Mall, or was, it's since been demolished. That started to see this attrition of businesses leaving as well. So anytime you have these areas within the city that are becoming dilapidated, it becomes a struggle to keep on top of. One of the things the city identified to do out of the gate is to update some of their plans that they had in place. Obviously the work that had been done before was not poor, it was just outdated. And so the city took on a new initiative of re-upping their comprehensive plan. They hired Hill Levine and we were a sub-consultant to them to be the local rep related to the infrastructure improvements that would be bolted into this study. Hill Levine, they're out of Chicago and really embarked upon a very aggressive public involvement process. That was critically important to gather the feedback from the public so that we could help to identify what those specific deficiencies were, what they were perceived to be, and then how to address those appropriately. A lot of the things that they were struggling with was crime, the quality of life initiatives that were in place were starting to be neglected, dilapidated neighborhoods. The thing that we bolded here and highlighted was the riverfront. We realized that the river was still the greatest asset that the city had. So that was the focus of today's presentation on how we're going to revitalize that riverfront and make that something to be proud of for the region. As part of the comprehensive study, it was important to understand that to balance the growth with the importance of the environmental issues that were facing the city as well as the constraints that we were dealt with. 
and to tie those together to make sure that we're not just impacting the environmental side of things with growth, but making sure that we're tying them together to be enhanced and building upon each other. With that public engagement process, it was very evident that that was one of the most important things to do to carry forward as we went through the implementation plan. As part of that, and concurrently with the comp plan, House U Levine was hired by Fort Dodge with a partnership of Webster County to take a look at the Des Moines River in itself, along with Lizard Creek, and to establish a water trails network. Major focus areas were not only just to bring people closer to and utilizing the river itself, but also to improve the safety within the river. There were two dam structures within the city of Fort Dodge proper, Hydroelectric Dam, which is located in the northwest part of the city, and then Little Dam, which is downstream in the southwest part. Both of those dam locations had actually taken lives of people that were in the river at one point or another. They would go over the spillway in a canoe or a kayak and then get caught in a tumbler downstream and lose their lives. So we felt that it was important to identify the fact that that was happening, that people still wanted to use the river. So what is it that we could do to make that river a safer environment for people to use? Also, what the land uses adjacent to the river, we identified a couple of different districts within the city. The Northwest River District was one of them. This part of town is isolated from the rest of the city by the nature of Lizard Creek on the south and Des Moines River on the east. It's one of the three main arteries that feeds into Des Moines into Fort Dodge from the west, which is Highway 169, and population base of 25,000 people. Most of the 80% greater than that that are being served from the retail and shopping perspective within the city are coming from the north and the west. So this neighborhood was quickly identified within this master plan to really serve a strong role for the population base that's being served from outside the city limits. With the strained economic engine that the city of Fort Dodge has, serving a population base that much bigger, but still maintaining the infrastructure, outside funding was critically important to bring that into full to update some of the streets, update the trail network, and then also bring people into the neighborhood to shop and recreate. With Lizard Creek on the south and Des Moines River on the east, that confluence really is a focal point for a number of different things too. There's a mountain bike park there now. There's also the river trails component where people are kayaking down Lizard Creek and then migrating into the Des Moines River. So it's really starting to turn itself around. A lot of dilapidated homes in these neighborhoods as you can imagine, with this area that's struggling from the economics perspective, a lot of the neighborhoods are comprised of LMI folks. So revitalizing that neighborhood through the infrastructure improvements and planning and incentive packages that the city of Fort Dodge has initiated is really becoming a very strong thing to help to turn this neighborhood around. One of the other initiatives that we talked about in the comp plan of importance was the importance of bike and ped mobility and not just from the commuter perspective, but also from the recreational perspective. And there's a lot of just regional trails within the area that are not connected together within Webster County. This was a partnership between the city and the county. And we looked at Webster County as a whole and identified some shortcomings that really could be accentuated with new improvements to connect some disconnected communities to the greater trail network. It also has some focus as it relates to the riverfront being the greatest asset that the city has, we felt that it was important to continue that effort with the trail network along both of the banks. The cities of Gowrie and Dayton are also embarking upon constructing a trail loop within each community 
and then ultimately a trail will connect the two communities together. And then northeast of Fort Dodge up to Badger, there's a trail that's going to be constructed here in the next year or two to connect that community into Fort Dodge as well. But it's not necessarily just the connections, it's also identifying a correct application for mobility to be accommodated within each corridor, whether it's a sharrow or whether it's a side path or a cycle track. Mindy Moore, formerly of our office, led this effort and she identified a number of different avenues to provide this type of mobility within the city. They did a phenomenal job. There was heavy public engagement component to this too. I think it's important to reiterate that, that every planning aspect that we've had, we've had a lot of great feedback from the community. So that it's not to say that they were starving for providing feedback, but they're a very active group and a very informed group too. So that was very rewarding to be a part of it. So the two districts along the river that I talked about, the first one being Northwest River District, this is the Central River District. We talked a little bit about downtown. This is straight west of downtown adjacent to the river. So there is a connection to the downtown. It's called Central Avenue. That feeds down into the river bottom there from Central Avenue in downtown. It's probably 50 to 100 feet higher than the river is down here at the Central River District. So there's some topographic challenges related to this connection. But we're focused primarily now on identifying what that area could be. This is the site where the Hormel plant was back in the 80s. It became a dumping ground for the public. So there was a lot of, I would say, brownfield cleanup that was necessary before we could transform this into what it's going to be. The city and the county conservation had entered into an agreement of partnership to revitalize this area. And the county conservation is actually in the process of constructing a conservation center on the north third of this site. That's where the conservation center is focused. And then in the middle third, just adjacent to Central Avenue, that's where the front porch is gonna be. That's gonna be more of a natural recreational park type facility for the city. And then the South Third is being reserved for a private development of some sort, whether that would be a hotel, whether that would be a restaurant with a rooftop bar, just imagine the possibilities there to bring people down into the riverfront. Ragbri was there a couple years ago. This was a large gathering space, a lot of green space there today. So the city's embarking on a plan to essentially bring more people in in more of an active role. I talked a little bit about the planning efforts within the downtown itself. We were fortunate to be hired by Fort Dodge Main Street to take a look at a streetscape master plan for the downtown. There is a streetscape plan that was implemented 25 years ago. And a lot has happened in the downtown since then. With that streetscape, and the limited resources that the city's had, some of that has experienced almost its entire life cycle. There are spots where a lot of TLC is needed. So uh, Main Street Fort Dodge brought some funding to it and hired us to do a master plan. And we took a look at not only just the streets, but the modal uses within the downtown. I wanna say probably 10 years ago, we ended up removing a dozen traffic signals within the downtown, which really helps with the pedestrian and bicycle mobility to be accommodated. It also helped with traffic flow. We converted signals to four-way stops and it works much better. But the signals 25 years ago were probably well justified because there was more population base going through the downtown itself. So it's part of that revitalization and bringing the pedestrians and bicyclists into the downtown to use those shops and restaurants and so forth, so that helps. We went through a public engagement process with this. 741 participants were involved with this. That's a pretty good number. 
a lot of data to sift through to figure out what the priorities were. The thing that was realized by the public was that there was no two-way bicycle traffic accommodated within the downtown itself. And that was the low marking there. But for the most part, the downtown has the capacity to handle, accommodate, and accentuate the pedestrian and bicycle mobility to help to revitalize that. So that was probably the biggest takeaway for that study. I'll turn it over to Chad to talk about implementation strategies stemming from all these plans. Thanks, Wade. Before I get started, just a little bit about myself. I've been working in government for the last 20 years with the city of Fort Dodge for the last 15. They hired me in 2008 to be the city engineer. I get to oversee the engineering department, but then I also get to work with our economic development and our planning teams. I'm kind of the liaison back and forth between our groups internal to the city and then external with our Greater Fort Dodge Growth Alliance. As Wade said, we had two dams in the city, both very dangerous just a bad situation. One was a hydroelectric dam. We hadn't produced power since 1974. It was just sitting there obsolete and a hazard to our water trail system throughout the county. And so we decided that now is the time to do that removal and we're able to do that with the planning efforts with Snyder Associates to help establish a mitigation bank to help fund that removal. With that whole process, be able to put together that mitigation bank and now we have 80,000 credits to sell. So as you're doing projects throughout the Des Moines River Basin, we would love for you to buy some credits from us to help pay for our dam removal project, but it also helps your process. You know, you don't have to go do that mitigation work on your project. We've already done substantial work by doing the dam removal, by doing stream bank protection, erosion protection, all those types of things. So it's a great project for us and hopefully it helps you guys, you know, put your projects together as well. So Wade talked about our trail system and this is just one of the components. So this is a really cool project within the city, completely volunteer led. Actually, they started work on this mountain bike park before any of us at the city even knew what the heck was going on. It was city property against underutilized. It's perfect for a mountain bike park. And right next to Lizard Creek, there's some serious elevation changes. These guys went out there, started building that thing. Last year, they held their first competition. Here in June, they're gonna hold another one. Uh, we've had next to no assistance as a part of that project other than signage and trying to keep the mountain bikers off the railroad. That's just one component of our trail system. Wade had shown the map of our trail system. We have over 40 miles of paved trail throughout Fort Dodge and Webster County. And with connections that we've done over the last decade or so, we have an entire loop that is utilized at many different events throughout the summertime. So there's one in particular that's a fundraising event and it's a 26 mile ride. It uses the loop that we have in Fort Dodge and Webster County and it hits all the local watering holes and you know do the poker run and all those kinds of things so it's a really cool opportunity to use that space and the backbone of the trail system is that what we call our nature trail it's a rails to trail project converted to our trails and utilize that as the backbone and it connects again right from soldier creek and the des moines river so it's bringing people back to the river again the Northwest River District actually started as a competition. We were a part of a Frontier Communications America's Best Community competition. And through the process, we were able to do the planning work and we got grants through Frontier Communications to do that. So this is the projects that were being done in 2022 and finished up in 23 using this intersection on a daily basis. And it was just a very dangerous intersection. So redid that curve through there, redid the slopes. All those homes along there are all dilapidated. They are rentals. 
people hadn't been putting money back into those properties for years. We were able to go in and purchase those properties, do the demolition, and redo the realignment here, add a center turn lane throughout the corridor, and revitalize this spot. And now, just in the last couple of weeks, Center Associates is helping us redo the platting in this space, and we're ready to go out to RFP for developers to look at new housing in that space. Again, with our work between the engineering department and our economic development folks, we are in the midst of IEDA and Comprehensive Neighborhood Revitalization Grant. I believe there's five communities in the state of Iowa that have been selected to be a part of that grant opportunity. We're going to continue to do more planning to how we can revitalize the residential portion of this neighborhood with housing rehabs and new housing, low-income housing, all those kinds of components. So hopefully we'll be successful. I believe the state of Iowa is gonna award 1.75 million to two different communities. And we hope that we're able to win or be a part of that competition and garner some of that grant money and to revitalize the residential neighborhoods. Now that we have the little dam removed, we need to bring people back to the river. And one of the things that we heard throughout all of the public information pieces was we were ruining the fishing for the fishermen in Webster County. They love to fish just below the dam. But that was one of the key things that we heard over and over and over again is that we have to create the fishing or recreate that fishing. So we've built these fishing jetties. And so these are all natural boulders that we brought in from north central Iowa. We spent almost a half a million dollars purchasing boulders and stacking those, putting grout in there and create all these little fishing jetties. Several of those are connected with trail and sidewalk. They're all ADA compliant on those jetties and you can you know, go right out onto the end and fish. This project isn't open yet. We're still building parking lots and some connecting trail and sidewalk and that sort of thing. But there's been people out here fishing and one of the best advertisements we've had is one of the gentlemen caught a walleye and the newspaper lady just happened to be down there taking pictures and that was on the front page of the newspaper with that gentleman holding up that walleye. So you can't get better advertisement than that, that there are fish in the river, you can catch them and invite people down to the riverfront. So little white water opportunities as well for the kayakers and that sort of thing. So, you know, just adding some amenities for all different types of the population to use this site. So Wade kept talking about on the planning pieces that we do a ton of collaboration. It's between City of Fort Dodge, the Growth Alliance, Webster County, Webster County Conservation, IDNR. This is the site, what we call in the Central River District, Webster County is in the process of building their conservation center. We have meetings every two weeks and we have all of those people on the phone and a team's meeting or in person every two weeks working on this project. So it's just really cool the collaboration that we have and, and the interest that we have from so many different parties to be a part of this. This is just one component of that destination Iowa is the Conservation Center. Again, it's just a cool collaboration between the city and Webster County Conservation to utilize our property, to build this center, to bring people down. We want this to be the hub for all of the recreation in Webster County, whether it's our bike trails or the state's largest OHV park or whatever it might be, we want this to be the hub for all of that action. As a part of that, we knew that we needed to fix the infrastructure down there. As Wade said, this was the location back in the 80s for the Hormel meatpacking plant and a couple other plants and all those jobs went away. Over time, the demolition had been done, but they really didn't do any subsurface excavation. And so every time that we started to do work on this project with the street project or the nature center, 
we hit concrete. We needed to put in sanitary sewer, new storm sewer, detention for stormwater management and all of that. This uh, street project is also part of our nature trail and so we'll have a 10-foot side path adjacent to that. It's just a big collaborative project to redo this site. Again on the Central River District, Wade had pointed out Central Avenue. We're calling this our front porch. We're looking for some sort of covered structure. These are just still concepts at this point as to what we're going to actually build there, but we're looking for some sort of covered structure on some industrial looking swings. Uh, it looks right out onto the riverfront, so the river sits right here. It's kind of the great lawn space. Looking at more fishing jetties in that sort of space along here, maybe a little white water activity a little further downstream. So again, just engaging the public, wanting to bring them to this site, get them engaged in the river and the riverfront. Again, Destination Iowa helps us fund these projects. Another project just further downstream, the proposed skate park. Snyder Associates was a part of the project in Des Moines to build the massive skate park there. We're not looking maybe to do something quite that big. Right now we have a small little skate park that is completely underutilized. Nobody goes down there, the kids aren't using it. So again, to revitalize it, to bring action down to the riverfront, we're looking at this site. This is an 18-hole disc golf course right here. It used to be residential back in the 70s and the 80s. Again, with flooding issues and other things in that space, all those homes have been demolished and turned into a par. It used to be a nine-hole par three golf course, and now we've turned it into a disc golf course. And now we're going to look at adding the skate park. One of the other components to this is called Duck Island. One of the other components that we're looking at is how can we bring pedestrians, bicyclists, and, and that sort of thing out onto Duck Island, and what can we do there with some primitive trails and that sort of thing. So just a, another little cool spot to bring folks you know, down to the river. With all the development on the riverfront, we can't forget about what connects to the riverfront, and that's our downtown. The downtown needs improvement, and so with Main Street Fort Dodge and our cooperation with them, looking at this alleyway improvements project, something that was part of our streetscape master plan a couple years ago, and we thought this was a little bit easier to implement versus wide-ranging total redo of our streetscape you know, downtown. Maybe we start with some smaller improvements and get some energy going with our retailers in the downtown and show some positive impact to the residents. Safety is a big concern, so we have downtown camera systems, some other cool signage and other things. Just a way to clean up the, the back doors of some of these businesses and kind of create some energy then to move on to the major streetscape project in the front. And then one of the last projects that we haven't really started yet, we're still looking for funding, and our city council has been great. One of the projects that's being looked at again is this hydroelectric space, or what's left of it, maybe another enclosed shelter potentially at this site. That's something that's in need in our community is enclosed shelters for graduation parties or anniversaries, birthdays, whatever it might be. So looking at that, turning old tennis courts into pickleball courts, that's the new craze. Seeing a lot of that going on, converting those and redoing those potentially. But again, just kind of cleaning up this space. Like I said, we're still looking for funding. And so this is a project that'll probably be in the 2025, 2027 type of time frame. With that, Anything else to add, yeah, Wade? Just this one thing. I'd be remiss if I didn't say it, but you'll see a number of different consultants that have been involved in this process, and RDG, ISG, Riverwise, Shive Hattery. We've had a great working relationship with all those folks. It's been fun to collaborate with the right people doing the right stuff for the city. So I just want to mention that those guys are a very strong partner than with these activities too. Yeah, it takes a whole village to do yeah. do all these things. It's not just city staff, it's not just Snyder, it's, it's bringing the, the right people together that want a team together to do all these types of projects.
Thank you for listening to Snyder & Associates podcast series, a civil engineering planning and design firm focused on thinking beyond engineering to improve the quality of life within the communities we serve. Find content related to this episode on snyder-associates.com.